Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. And back at it. Let's go <laughs> back at it. Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird because like we've had this like uptick in exceptional guests and now I'm like now I can't rely on my joke <laughs> that I'm just a loser with no friends with a stupid podcast. I have to be like, I have all these like amazing people on the podcast and I have to like honor them. And <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Just lean into You've it. Made it. I, yeah. We're there. We've made it. We're interviewing exceptional Asians every week and every week I feel so nervous. <laughs> like back in the old days i was like who cares it's like my friend who's a stand-up comedian but now i'm like i gotta be on my a game so in that um in that vein we have an exceptional wonderful guest this week for all of you listeners absolutely absolutely uh i think our listeners they're i can hear them they're very excited (laughs) for this one (laughs) but yeah you know what i think we should just go ahead and introduce them what do you say young me yes let's do that Let's do it. Listeners, you're in for a treat this week. Your guest is an artist and model, and you may recognize them as the most recent cover model for Sports Illustrated. Listeners, give your ears to Yumi Nu. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing it. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited. (laughs) <laughs> now we're we're recording on a sunday and yes. uh is this this is great isn't it this is exactly how you want to be spending your sunday afternoon is recording <laughs> a podcast <laughs> honestly i'm not mad at that i'm not mad at all <laughs> on the most beautiful sunday in new york history i might add the weather is honestly beautiful. i know it's i'm so happy the sun is out Oh my god. Yeah, and there's and a nice cold breeze too. I don't know if you've been outside yet, but I went to go pick up my son and I was like, oh my god. Wow. The breeze <laughs> is key, especially mm-hmm. with the humidity coming. Yeah. You need a breeze to survive. Easy breezy. Uh, to give our listeners a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, Yumi's, uh, Yumi's vibes are very cool. And before we even started recording, Young Me and I had a discussion about how we're just going to copy all of her accessories, accessories and style. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm copying everyone else. So it's just a big food chain of, of influence, I think. Yeah, we're all just influencing each other. Micro influence, micro niche influencers. IRL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the dream, the dream. Well, Yumi, uh, we're really excited to learn more about you. And before we ask you how you're feeling, Youngmi, how are you feeling? Oh my gosh! So you know, I'm all about, um, I'm all about like being chaotic and like not doing anything that I hate doing. So Yumi, like a few years ago, I promised myself that I would never go on a run ever again because I was like. <laughs> I fucking hate running so much. I I don't care. I'll do any other exercise like for my health or whatever. I will. I promised myself and it was like me like showing myself kindness. (laughs) Like like, I promise you uh, that I will never put you through a run again. And so. Yes. um, No suffering. Right. No suffering. Who cares? Why? Why run? Nobody likes running. I'm just kidding. I know people love running, but um. So in that vein, I feel like with the with the pandemic, um, because it was like so stressful, I think like my reaction to it was like anything that's like even like like even minimally like an annoying or like a a little inconvenience. I just like won't fucking do it. I'll be like, I don't want to do that. I'm just going (laughs) to I don't care. I'm just not going to do it. Right. Um, And so, yeah. And that's like this thing. And I feel like a lot of people in the. Um, pandemic has have said something similar they're like oh just like if somebody invites me to like a party and i know it's gonna be awful i'm just like not gonna go like why go you know Mm. i'm so yeah yeah right 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 so i've been living that life just like doing whatever i want um and then i literally part of the like the, the thing that i brought up the running is that i just don't really like working out you know and i know it like makes me feel better but i'm just like i just don't really like doing it but so I stopped okay. working out since literally March 2020. I've never 
gone to one single workout. I mean, for like a year or so, we couldn't because of obviously lockdown. But I just never right. did it again because I was like, I don't like it, right? Yeah. But recently, I've been super sore. Like my back always hurts and I feel crappy. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll try mm. working out to feel better. So this <laughs> this week for the first time in over two years, I started taking like a workout class. And okay. Let's go. I Let's go. Thank you. And I regret to inform you, I feel so much better. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Not that. Wow. It's as if they the were health right. and wellness, uh, there's some truth to it, perhaps. <laughs> They were right all along. It's like when that, when I drink water and people, are, and then I, dr- I feel so great after drinking water. I'm like, no, that was it. That's what I needed. It's like that kind I of thing. I know. Yo. Yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm looking forward to this new uh, version of you this summer then, young me. Are you going to start wearing a bunch of athleisure and talk about your Pilates classes incessantly? Well, I was ta- I was already talking to Brian about my Pilates classes, <laughs> but but I have to say that this shift that happened in my brain feels very healthy because like before I feel like I would like I would like uh, uh, guilt myself into exercise. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, I have to exercise because yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to torture myself because somebody else wants me to look this way or whatever. But now I'm just like I'm yeah. just doing it to feel better. And so right, yeah. I don't dread it. I just go because it's fun and I don't push myself mm-hmm. too hard. Like if I'm tired, I'm not going to go, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a that's good great. relationship with exercise. I feel like I've I've gotten there too instead of feeling like I'm forced into it by society and just like resenting everyone for it. Yes. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm walking because I want to appreciate my legs and movement and feel good and treat my body instead of like you know i have to work out to be skinny and shredded and yep yeah it's such a difference i have to say because i just go yeah it's like it's like um oh what i don't even know how to what to compare it to i guess it's like when you're a kid like doing piano class right because like your mom wants you to do piano or something like that versus like i want to learn the piano and it's fun, so I'm gonna go. It's like such a different feeling when you're there. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a this is a great medium. You're in a nice, happy medium right now. I just my only hope is that, um, I feel like with these like health and wellness uh, lifestyle people, this is especially prevalent prevalent in LA. <laughs> it's it's almost becomes like you know when when you become so left, then you become right wing, like. <laughs> isn't there like a huge right like you become so culty about it and then i mean i know so many like health and wellness people who then like become anti-vax oh yeah yeah it's like it's bizarre it's so bizarre and strange yeah yeah zero great great medium (laughs) yeah so wait you're brian are you saying that you're afraid that i'm gonna become like a culty (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be like brian hey stop eating meat or something <laughs> i'm gonna like yeah th- that would be that would be a very funny shift though like if you went from posting funny memes and funny online videos and then you just showed you like doing infrared just cryogenic a spa like yeah <laughs> i feel like i there's i feel like there's zero danger in me becoming that although i have to say i did used to live in san francisco and i was kind of on the cusp of becoming like a weird yoga like <laughs> cult person because i started oh it's in all of us <laughs> it's very it's a slippery slope i'm saying i'm just saying but yeah hopefully that won't happen to me how are you feeling brian well i just gotta note that and this is also to provide some color for yumi here we are so polar opposite in so many ways where like right now you're leading into your fuck it i'm gonna I'm not going to do anything I don't like. I don't allow myself to enjoy any pleasure. And I only do things I, I only do things I dislike and then tell myself that it's about like, like overcoming adversity and self-discipline. And this is how life should be. 
And yeah, you know, I'm taking a page out of your book, young me, and just uh, I'm doing slightly less work and just leaning into it and just enjoying my life. And got to say, similar to your journey with health and wellness, it it feels pretty fucking good to take a break on the weekend as humans should be doing. Um, But on that note, I think we touched on it a little bit before, but I always feel so uh lame talking about the weather like it's a goal of mine whenever i talk to strangers and stuff to avoid talking about the weather altogether (laughs) but it's just so nice right now and it's just really lifting my mood and i'm i'm feeling great right now like these past couple days in new york have been perfect and the streets are horny and everyone's (laughs) out and that's such a good way to put it it's making me feel great i feel great you know, vitamin know. D, the sun. Yeah. Yeah. I love coming, it. So coming from I'm LA, feeling. I'm like, this is, this is perfect. Because when I first moved here in March, it was really gloomy. And yeah. I was yeah. getting like little trickles of seasonal depression. And I'm like, I've mm. only been here for two weeks. And it's <laughs> raining. Because usually in LA, if it rains, like maybe the sun will come out at some point. Or it will be, like, super sunny the next day. But it was just, like, weeks on end of, like, gray. And so I'm so happy that the weather is nice. And I feel like New York is very much alive, especially in the summertime. So now being a resident here, I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's go. The streets are alive. I should have said that. The streets are alive and I'm here for it. But (laughs) Yumi, how are you feeling? I'm I'm feeling good. I feel like I'm in between both of you where I'm Mm. trying to be more disciplined and, you know, force myself to do a few things that are good for me, but also not fall into like the productivity is equal to your worth mentality, which I've lived by. for most of my life and I'm trying to like uninstall so I think for me I'm trying to find the balance right now of like you know I want to have joy and um you know simple pleasures but I also want to get shit done Mm. so it's like it's finding the balance where neither of those become toxic (laughs) you know I think that topic comes up sometimes on our podcast where people are like I'm trying to not feel like my value is tied to how much I'm putting out especially because we talk to a lot of creative people you know like like yourself who are like musicians or you know whatever writers or something like that and they're like well I I have to have another book coming out or whatever that feeling but do you think Mm -hmm. that that's ever gonna go away because I feel like I, I don't know if I could ever get rid of that in myself yeah I mean I think there's there's a part of it that is good because it means that you have drive and everyone in my family my family is full of like very driven passionate people and I think you know I've definitely taken that on and I think it's like low-key fun to just Mm -hmm. create and just have so many ideas that you're just overflowing and you feel like you're gonna burst if you don't do something and so Mm -hmm. I think that's it's there's so much fun in that but then I think for me it gets toxic when I'm like it's like a weekend and I'm so stressed out about like my to-do list and and the week ahead and I can't enjoy the weather or you know simple things because I'm like thinking about what I need to do um and I can't just I can't just be especially in New York I notice like the energy here is so chaotic (laughs) that like when you step outside it's like almost like you're going into a stream of people that are like on this pace and for me it's so fun because I'm like yes this is like my people but when I lived in LA it was so much easier to be still where Mm -hmm. now I find being still super uncomfortable Mm. yeah (laughs) and when I try when I try and meditate I'm just like oh my god this is so hard like I it's almost like itchy I Mm -hmm. just don't want to do it (laughs) yeah that is so like I was I was like kind of thinking what if what if I could I'm just like me personally what if I could like move it into this place in my brain, like how I rediscovered exercise? 
like where it's like yeah. not something that's like killing me to get done but what if it's like oh i'm gonna do it and it's like flowing mm-hmm. naturally and there is no shitty negative feeling if i don't do it yeah. or i don't do it enough yeah. like that would be such a yeah. beautiful relationship for me personally if i could do that with yeah. creativity you know but it's so hard absolutely because i always feel like shit <laughs> about it all the time like <laughs> yeah well i think it's because creativity is monetized mm. and can become can become corporate very fast um especially because we point. have the freedom to be our own boss and and make our projects a reality more so than we used to yeah um so because of that it's there's like this element of work in it that yeah. might oh, feel sure. unavoidable yeah yeah i totally feel that i feel that way about this podcast like yeah yeah my you know when yeah. Emily and i first started it it came from this very <sighs> pure unfiltered place of creativity and then now yeah. that you know there's revenue attached and num like h- numbers that we can point to that are like key performance indicators and performance metrics exactly i'm just like yeah all right well yeah. Creativity is going to have to step aside. I'm mm-hmm. going to put my business brain and my productivity brain on. Now that yeah. we're and making $15 a year from it, we have to really <laughs> stay on top hey. of this. Brian can't can't do What if it goes down hey. to $14, hey, $14 next year? Team, Brian. Yo, $15 a year. I think we're on track to make $20 this year. <laughs> oh, Letting shit. you know, that's not a $5 increase. That's actually, in fact, a 35% increase in our productivity. Let's go. So Let's it's all go. about perspective. He's like crunching numbers in his basement. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> 35% increase. <laughs> Let's go. Um, oh, gosh. Well, I'm really glad that you shared that with us because, um, yeah, I think you, you, you covered all the bases on all the things that I grapple with and the inability to stay still. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in any case, you, you're, you're a workaholic. You're leading into this chaotic energy. <laughs> but, hey, notwithstanding... It's fucking. Yes. It it, sh- it shows. It it shows because you're just blowing uh, we gotta up say right Congratulations. Now. Thank congratulations you. on becoming Sports Illustrated's first Asian American plus size cover model. Thank and you. And our first question for you is, how does it all feel? When? How has the reception been so far? I mean, it. Uh, I it's it's hard. Not not that it's hard to. Um, to have this success because it's amazing. But I think when, um, when there's so much going on and like I have other projects that like sandwich these moments, Mm. um, I'm, I'm trying to like grab a hold of the feeling and be present of, of Mm. how grateful I am in the moment so that Mm. it doesn't just like swim by me with everything else that I'm doing. Um, and so I'm trying to, to lean into the feeling of like, I can't believe that I'm here because it's mm-hmm. a, it's a very, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I mean, most of it is like a digital, um, digital perception. It's like yeah. Instagram followers and likes yeah. and, and, you know, zoom calls and, and interviews, uh, but it's all online. So it's like, yeah. I don't, sometimes I don't really grasp like the actual human effect of mm. what's happening. It's very like virtual. Yeah. Um, right. And I think it's great that like I have an actual magazine because if it's, if it were all digital, even the magazines, it would be really hard even then to understand the magnitude that it has. So I think like right, if I right. see the magazine at the airport, like in real life, I'm like, yeah. okay, this is, this is real. Like I'm, it, I'm not like in a virtual dimension, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so it's been amazing. I'm just like tr- really trying to like, um, be present and, and soak in the moment. Cause I don't, I don't want to regret that I was going too fast paced in this time of my life and I didn't really soak it in the way yeah. I wish I would have. That really makes yeah. sense. Wait, when you that were a so kid, sense. like when you were a kid or when you started modeling, was this uh, like a dream that you had or or was like like ever a goal that you had for your career? Honestly, I didn't. 
I didn't dream much because I didn't know that I could mm. dream about mm. it. Because it's like, I, I think when, when you're younger, it's like you see other people do it, but it's like it was confined into the set of standards that society put in place for those right. people at the time. Yeah. So it's like, right. you know, if I want to be an, an actress, it's like, okay, you know, Lucy Liu is doing it, but I have to be skinny or like, mm. you know, it's like I could, I didn't think if, if you wanted to be a singer, it's like, you're looking for like someone that's done it before you. Cause you know that it's possible. Yeah. Um, right. But it's like, if you don't have one of the core qualities to get you in the industry door, then yeah. you're kind of screwed. Or from like your 12 year old brain, you're like, mm, I don't even know if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think by, you know, I think we all start off with like childlike mentality of, I could do anything. Like I could be an astronaut. And, yeah. But my childlike mentality didn't last that long because I've wanted to be in entertainment since I was really young. And so Mm. um, I had like very realistic expectations from my family who had pursued it Mm. Um, that I was just like, you know, just taking it day by day and literally not knowing what's possible just kind of, um, you know, going in whatever doors were opening, which when I started Mm. modeling was not really anything. (laughs) Yeah, I think we've definitely had this discussion. I think this is like such a great discussion for representation. And, you know, you hear like, oh, representation matters. And I think a lot of people who look like the societal norm in these jobs don't really understand what we mean by that. It's like literally like if we don't see it, we're not allowed to dream it. (laughs) So we're not yeah. going to dream it. Like, and people yeah. who fit the yeah. mold don't understand that because they can always fantasize because they're like, mm-hmm. well, I already look like this, so I can think mm-hmm. that I can For do sure. it. Oh, that's like, yeah. reminds oh, me of like when I was a kid, my parents would always be like, you can do whatever you want, even though you're a girl, you could be the president. And I was like, no, I can't. Like, l- yeah, come on. Like, let's look at who's been president. It's not going to happen. Because it feels impossible. It's literally impossible until it's, I mean, I mean, I shouldn't think like that. But like at that age, I was like, it's impossible because it's it hasn't been done. And I didn't even yeah. think people would want to open the door for it to be done. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's it's so important. I mean, even looking back on my own career and my my first introductions to comedy like uh there was this comedian who he i I believe he won last comic standing like the first season Mm. but his name was dat fan and (laughs) at the time like you know i'm gonna uh, he was like my first introduction to stand-up comedy and seeing that it was this like asian guy doing it Mm. it like planted a seed in my brain when i was like nine years old when i saw it Mm -hmm. and Mm. Yeah, yeah, now I gotta give a shout out to Dat Fan for uh, ruining my life. So thank <laughs> you. <laughs> shout out. Shouts to Dat Fan. Well, that's um, so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, I also, you know, you brought up an interesting point between like digital and mm. real life, um, I guess, like side effects from quote unquote like exposure and success. Uh, like I, I, I'm, this is very, uh, topical for me because I don't know, like when things don't go as planned in terms of like digital reception, it has like a very real life impact on me. And conversely, I don't take the moments to appreciate like those real life interactions as much as I should. And that's naturally because I'm very hard on myself and Mm. I notice the negatives and I think it is important to point out that, you know, having seeing this mag like a physical copy of the magazine is it's it's so much more valuable than like likes and you yeah. know chatter that you see online. It's yeah. yeah, that's I mean, do you have you noticed like an uptick in like day to day interactions that happen in real life where people might be like, hey, Yumi, like, I love your work. Like, it's so great because I'm sure that must um, feel very nice, too. No, it is. It's nice. I mean, it, it happened. It happened to me at a restaurant, like 
a week ago, like someone <laughs> was like, oh my God, are you Yumi? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, you know who I am? Because like, it, again, it's like um, the not much has changed for me in the mm. sense that like I don't feel like that many more people know about me, even if they do. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because because that's not like I'm like I'm not saying I want this, but it's not like I'm walking out of my house and being swarmed with people, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. especially in New York and LA too. Like everybody is somebody. Everyone has a famous family member, or is an artist, or has followers, or is an influencer, and mm-hmm. like so in my brain, I'm like like success is cool, but like everyone is successful in a way now um and everyone has everyone has a voice and everyone um that's the beauty of like social media is that people who are incredibly talented can use their own platform to um be successful now like we don't have to use necessarily people in power always or like wait for them to choose us so I think for me I'm when people say I'm successful, I'm like, I'm like, thank you. And like, I feel successful in my own way because I enjoy what I'm doing. But as opposed mm-hmm. to like the outside perspective, I'm so detached and disconnected that I am surprised when someone knows who I am now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I totally yeah. know what you mean. Yeah. I, yeah. I like, um, I, I completely understand what you mean. And it does seem like that's how it feels living in new york too i'm like every single person here i feel like walking down the street is like some sort of person (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. that that detachment is so real and yeah you know the longer that i've been in doing this line of work and been in this industry where so much of our work is digital facing Mm -hmm. i i romanticize jobs like uh doctor or like carpenter where Mm -hmm. it's there's like almost a zero digital aspect and you're dealing with real people and you can, you observe firsthand, like the impact your work is doing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, even like a housekeeper, it's like, you see the dirt and grime go away. It's like, you're like working on something or it's like some, sometimes I feel like I'm by myself doing everything and I know that I'm making an impact even if it's just for myself being representation that I needed Mm -hmm. and you know I feel like the one-on-one dms I have with people that are inspired by me I feel Mm -hmm. like that's the most tangible thing that I have yeah other than that it's hard to understand the magnitude beyond myself like I know like I'm doing it for people that look like me that needed this representation, but I don't know who those people are and I don't know Mm -hmm. how many of them there are. And I don't know. So for me, I'm just like, well, I hope this helps you. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't know, (laughs) you know, I'm doing it for them, but I'm just like, I don't know what the, the amount is. And I think it's, I don't even really think about it or try and like gauge that magnitude because it could get stressful or like weird for me. So I think like being detached at a certain point is helpful because probably easier (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) to understand like. Yeah. yeah. The numbers on social media are, are very scary because they're huge numbers. And yeah, I think it is helpful for people, especially, you know, people like you who have huge followings to be like sort of blank that out even to the extent that you're doing it so much that when somebody recognizes you in public, you're like, Oh, you know who I am. (laughs) It's very interesting, but it is so overwhelming that it makes sense that that's Mm -hmm. something you would need to do to continue working. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, uh, I want to shift gears here a little bit and, you know, we've had conversations on this podcast before where it feels like, you know, Asian culture can be quite strict with its beauty standards. Yeah. And, uh, we're wondering, how did your Asian identity affect your idea of beauty growing up? Oh, woof. Um, I, <laughs> <Oof. laughs> I, I, it's actually strange because I suppress any Asian identity mm. until 
recent, like not recently, but like, you know, in the past five years, because I grew up in Maryland for Mm. like middle school, elementary school. And then I moved to Orange County, California for Mm -hmm. high school. And so, and also like society when I was in elementary school, high school, whatever, like that time of me growing up, it was like, it wasn't cool to be anything but white. So like being in an all white area and then having that pressure of like being Asian isn't cool or it's like stinky or weird or, you know, it made me really lean into my white side because I'm half white. Yeah. So it was like, I like now looking back, I was affected by Asian culture and Asian beauty standards through my mom Mm -hmm. but I was like the suppression of not even recognizing any Asian identity in myself Mm -hmm. covered all of that until I was ready to face it and then it was like like (laughs) all psychological (laughs) effects and realizations like staring at me dead in the face I think I was more um impacted through my grandmother and my mom and their generational beauty standards of right. like, mm. you know, like my grandma being like, oh, you've gained weight, but also like, oh, don't waste food, you know, like finish the whole thing yeah. or, you know, like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> what, what do you want? The <laughs> um, Asian, the Asian uh, mom paradox that yeah, <laughs> eat all this food and then yeah. you gain weight. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, my mom gets shamed by her Japanese mom, and then my mom, like, I love my mom, we're, like, besties, and, you know, she's a therapist, so she's done so much work on herself, but, you know, growing up, she was only regurgitating what she knew onto me, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it was Japanese, and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm 5'11", I'm half white, so I'm, like, I'm a big lady, and so for her, it's, like, like, they wanted me to be daintier because it's healthier Mm. but like healthier in their in parentheses um yeah and but for me it's like I'm larger I'm bigger boned I was like a lot skinnier even then like I was at my skinniest like barely eating anything and they my grandma still thought like you know you could still go down yeah so it's like taking up any space even in confidence is like strange and I I had this friend in high school who was um plus size and she was very confident and her boobs were always out we were like 16 and my grandma would just like go insane every time she saw her like she'd be like oh my god like you know (laughs) like she was just like in shock of anyone confidently showing their body like that Mm -hmm. and so and, you know, like, I'm I'm the eldest daughter. I have this, like, need to have my parents' approval and have my, yeah. my mom's approval and my grandma's approval. I literally lived for that. So yeah. I just wanted to be what they wanted me to be and whatever they thought was good. Mm. Well, I think that it's so interesting that you, you know, how you were processing like not trying to deal with your Asian identity. So whatever your mom said, you were just kind of seeing her as like a person. You're like, oh, she is saying this as my mom, not as an Asian mm-hmm. person, which I think is really yeah. important. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Because, you know, at, at times I do like get upset at my mom and say, oh, it's because like she's Korean and she's going to like say something about my weight. But it is also an individual choice as a person, what you say to your child. Yeah. So I think it is yeah. a very healthy way to view, you know, if your mom does say something to you instead of being like, that's because she's Asian, just being like, that's her choice to say that to me. Um, yeah. And it's what they're influenced by. And I don't even think, like, our our Asian elders, um, I feel a lot of times don't, grant themselves much permission to understand the trauma that they've been through or mm-hmm. the trauma that they passed down because they're not allowed to oh, yeah. in culture. <laughs> so it's like they're just 
they don't even allow themselves to process what they've been through. So they're like repeating, bringing it, it down, repeating it. And then yep. it's the same with each generation until, yep. you know, us, hopefully most oh, of us, sure. you know, will be like, <laughs> I'm aware, I'm aware. I'm not going to do that <laughs> to the next generation, you know? Yeah. That's an amazing right, right. realization. Yeah. It's a, uh, Cause I mean, speaking from personal experience here, like as both of us, both of us experienced, like, you know, my mom is very critical and would make like uh, comments about my appearance and would want me to look a certain way or, you know, why am I wearing this or your hair looks dumb like this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I would, my feelings would be hurt. I would express that to her. And then she would always, uh, her rebuttal would always be like, well, this is how I express love to you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. who else is going to care? Mm-hmm. I'm just, mm-hmm. I love you so much that I'm telling you this because it, it comes from care. Yeah. And like, I know that she has her baggage. And like you said, like, mm-hmm. there's so much generational trauma there. And I often feel a bit conflicted because I don't want to invalidate, like, that. I mean, for her, she sincerely means it. Like, yeah. no one else in the world is going to care as much about you than, than family. And yeah. so this 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 comment that is going to cut you to the core it's because i love you <laughs> i'm like, mm-hmm. I, guess, like- I guess it's true like <laughs> i'm i'm crying yeah. but thank you <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um, for sure also i want to say something about your grandma's comments about your friend who had confidence i um so i think that there i think that there's so, that's a conversation maybe that we people don't tend to have as often when they're talking about Asian women and how they are cutting to their children. Um, Because for, I think specifically for Asian women, I'm trying to like, I'm going to try to say this as like concise as possible. There is this like honorable thing about suffering or making yourself smaller for the good of your family or society. Oh my God. And they really respect yeah. that, right? And so mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I I told this story one time about my friend who I had a friend growing up who's Japanese and all her life she yeah. was like stick thin. And she um like for her wedding her mom was like, you have to lose more weight. And I was like, she weighs like hundred pounds and she's like my height. You know, like what? Mm-hmm. So she did lose like whatever, fifteen pounds. Like she was like 89 pounds and she was five six it was like Mm. ridiculous Mm -hmm. and her mom was like during the wedding reception she was bragging about how she had like lost her period and Mm. i was like oh that's like what it is it's not even about the physical appearance the mom doesn't care what she actually looks like what she's saying is for your family you have to hurt yourself and that will prove Mm. that you're like a good daughter and that's like what they're like that's what they're trying to get at not the actual weight you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. well it's like the and even with in terms of like with um i mean i think it's like also being selfless it's like the culture Mm -hmm. praises selflessness that like any culture even american culture where it's like you like self-care can be selfish or like taking yeah. a day off to take care of yourself is not a concept because right. it's like, if you think about yourself in any way, even in a mm-hmm. positive way, it's like, what are you doing? That's what are you terrible. Doing? Like there's, there's yeah. a shame. There's you a shame around it. Yeah. You should and be ashamed like, that you take care of your, or you think of yourself, you know? And it's like, yeah. it would trickle down even into Cause again, like I'm getting my, my mom's first generation American. So like I'm getting my Japanese culture through my grandma, through my mom down to me. Even when I wasn't even thinking about being Asian, it was like the behavior I was, I was like, I was acting, um, and psychologically I was very Japanese just by like the way that I acted yeah. with other people. Yeah. Like if I'd right. go to a friend's house and they're like, do you want food? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? And I'd be like, even though I was starving, I'd be like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Cause it's like, I don't want to burden. <laughs> I don't want to burden anyone. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, and my other friends would be like, I know you're like, I know you want a water. Just like ask for a water. Or I would like <laughs> ask someone like the, the passive 
ness of like, I don't want to yeah. take up too much space. space. I don't want to burden yep. you in any way. Yep. It was like my my white friends would never, they'd just be like, dude, just like, if you want something, get it. And I'm like, I, I can't. Yeah. Like, it's just, it was so painful because I could hear my, I could hear my mom or like my grandma in the back of my head. Be like, don't do that. You know, like, you but know, it, like, don't. Yeah. yeah. But it is like such a hard way to live. Cause like, you know, you're like going back to your friend thing again, like, cause sorry, I feel like I went a little off topic, but like, that is no, that's fine to take up space that's fine to like be confident in your appearance and it's like why why is that bad and but i can also see like what you were saying about the trauma like people not processing their trauma and then and then putting it off on somebody else is like yeah i think that that comes from a place of not letting herself take up space and then she sees mm, someone else doing course. it and then she like kind of resents it makes it, her right? yeah, yeah yeah it's like i can't do yeah, that why are so you doing that fuck. like that yeah there's so much truth to all of this. I mean, the selflessness is something that really resonated with me because yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, it's annoying to a fault where I won't like communicate my needs to like, you know, my my girlfriend or like to my personal friends. Where yeah, so much of that could be avoided if I was just like spoke about how I really felt as opposed yeah. to being polite and being selfless and being <laughs> yeah. considerate. And it's just like, dude, like let's just get you food like you're not fun to be around because <laughs> yeah. i can tell that you're fucking angry like hangry right now it's but like an I will etiquette offer, battle i'm, etiquette I'm gonna offer battle. a counterpoint a counterpoint i think a lot of these americans out here they can they could be they should learn how to be more selfless instead of yeah, taking yeah, up all this yeah. fucking space it's a balance no, for sure i think yeah. there's there's definitely beauty in the act of selflessness and i think you know a couple of people could take a page out of that book um, but I think like it's, it's stopped me from, um, really sticking up for myself, even in the modeling industry when I really should have, because I didn't yeah. want to rock the boat. And it's like recent right. too. It's like in the past year, I'm like, Oh, f like I should have said something when it really hurt me, but like, I can't because like, I don't want to yeah. be, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. It's like, you know, and so I'm trying to get better at it. But again, these are like installed things from childhood that are like second nature at this point. No, I, t I battle with that all the time. It's like it's like the other day I was like, you know, I, I don't know where I was, but I was like, I, I have to go pee. But I didn't because I didn't want to like be annoying to this person that I was having a coffee with. And I was like, why didn't I just go pee? And now I have to pee so yeah. bad. You know, like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know why. It's the it's like suppression of what we actually need for ourselves. It's yeah, so yeah, sometimes. yeah. It is hard. Yeah. yeah, totally. Well, you know, you've uh, this is this naturally ties into our next question. Um, you know, you've mentioned before, and you just touched on it now, how it feels like you're constantly going through this inner tug of war um, to be like a mixed Asian woman who is also modeling, but who is also plus sized. And yeah, you know, you, you said that it's, it's an ongoing process, but um, you know, what, what has helped you sort of radicalize you to becoming a person who can love every part of who they are? Yeah. Um, I think like my, my body confidence journey and like my, my journey to really accept my Asian-ness kind of went hand in hand because I was just overall really exhausted and hating myself or like mm. waiting till I could be whatever everyone else wanted me to be to be attractive or worthy or whatever and I think like I really realized that I put all my value into what society said was valuable mm -hmm. um mm. and a part of it is because there's no representation of people that look like me so I was like if people don't want to see it or if, like they're not projecting it as like an image of beauty yeah. then like why would I want to be this way because right. um, unfortunately we put so much value and weight in the media because that's usually typically what defines culture or what's popular or trendy um yeah. and I think it got to this place where I was like I was at the beach in Hawaii and I'm like am I going to 
not go in the ocean because mm. I'm insecure about mm. how I look. Like, am I going to be 80 years old and remember all these moments in my life where I didn't properly enjoy this life to the fullest potential because I was waiting to be skinnier or more white or whatever it is at the time. So mm. I think it really is as simple as like, I was just tired. Um, mm. And I, I realized like how short life is mm. and like what a gift gift it is. And yeah. really like the purpose of our life is to enjoy this mm-hmm. life at the end yeah. of the day. Um and you know we're all we're all navigating our own ways to find that and like what feels good for us um mm-hmm. right. and i think it was key for me to start enjoying my life to the fullest um by not waiting to enjoy it until i was smaller yeah um, mm. which I used to be like, I'll wear this outfit that I really want to wear when I yeah. lose 50 pounds or like, you know, I'll go on this vacation when I'm skinnier so I could take better photos or like, you know, I'll go on what, what before I had a boyfriend, like I'll go on dating apps when I'm, you know, it's like when right. I'm this, when I'm that instead of like, I am fine now. Wow. Um, right. And I was just always chasing that. Like when I'm this, I'll do this. When I'm this, I'll do this instead of actually doing what I wanted as I am. I just got tired of waiting because I'm like, I'm never going to, I don't know if I'll ever be this or if I actually want to be this. And it's just like what I think other people want me to be. Um, And, you know, we're human. We always will, we might always struggle with a little bit of whatever is popular at that time and like comparing ourselves to that. But I think I'm at this place now where I'm like, I really just want to enjoy my life. That's so mm. profound. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. That's amazing. I that- really love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, seriously. It's it's something that I so powerful. I, I need to hear. It's very, very powerful. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I can relate to it wholeheartedly. Um, I have a amazing. tendency to similarly, like, I'll do this thing after I do, like, after I do all of this. And yeah. Yeah, I think inevitably that does. never comes. It never comes. Yeah. yeah. Let's say that I get all the shit done, where I f- I can now reward myself with this thing. Yeah, reward. I wouldn't enjoy it. Like I would yeah. just be thinking ahead, like always, two to three steps. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. We hit you with like a complicated question with so many layers, but it's you just you know you answered it so it. succinctly like thank you you're you're exhausted and you're tired of waiting yeah yeah my <laughs> my grandma is like i i you know with all the complexities of my grandma um i love her so much and she's like one of my favorite people and she has this thing that's very simple for her because she's just talking about like everyday life tasks mm-hmm. but she's always like right. if you're thinking about something just do it you know, like mm. if you if you need to get an errand done, like go now while you have the energy, like just do it. You know, like before you can even think about why you don't want to do it, just do it. And for mm. her, it's just like I don't like um, procrastinating, but I think I'm like, you know, I'm never going to be ready for mm. like you're, you're never going to like, you know, yeah. I, I used to take all this time and it's like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know. Even with like these huge opportunities where I, I feel so much anxiety of like being in front of people on like mm-hmm. a talk show or whatever. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do it because I'm scared, but it's yeah. like, just do it. Just like, do just, it. Cause I, I let, I can let my anxiety go. So like just wrap around me so tightly that I don't want to do anything. Yeah, but yeah. then I'm I'm going to miss all these opportunities exactly. that are like fresh and they're ready for me now and I'm not ready cuz I'm waiting for myself to be at yep. this place that actually doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You know. That's such a good point. Yeah. Can I also say something about cuz I I had I have a similar thing. I think I think everyone does. It's always like if yeah. I am this, then I'm going to try to do this. If I look yeah. like, right, or whatever. And I've heard so many of my friends say something. I'm going to save money and get a nose job. And then I'm going to try to, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that, right? And yeah. something I, uh, obviously I have that too. Something I like 
I think I learned in therapy was like, maybe that thing isn't actually what's holding you back. You need something holding you back. So you invent it. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? And that like kind of It keeps us safe. Yeah. It's very, it, you know, because we have all this time and then maybe we, we could become that person that, you know, we're idolizing yeah. um, very easily, but we, we're just like, oh, but then this. And, you know, it's like yeah. the procrastination and the excuse because of the fear of failing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or, or like the fear of embarrassment of doing it as you are, yeah. <laughs> which might be like a more insecure <laughs> version of yourself. But um, like, I'm scared all the time, all the time. And I'm like, I'm not that kind of person. Like everyone's like, this business is about faking it till you make it. I'm like, I have no idea how to fake it. Like when I'm scared, it's really hard for me to be like, I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I do it anyways, because I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this opportunity is going to come back and it's, it's wanting me right now, you yeah. know? That's yeah. a beautiful message. Like if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to be ready to launch my life like i think your message is beautiful it's like you're never gonna feel ready you're always gonna be scared it's so yeah. just might as yeah. well just do it be like yumi's grandma Damn. just do it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I> wanna... <laughs> as you were hitting all of these points all i could think is if i were a dj and i was supposed to play outro music to this episode i would play uh I'm just the lyrics of time to pretend by MGMT is just playing on repeat in my head. <laughs> Do you guys know? Like, I love that. Yeah. 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 You yep. know, we're, we're fated to pretend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it's true. The entire yes. song is that it's just like, yeah. let's move to Paris, shoot heroin and fuck some models. What's the alternative? <laughs> Wake up for a new morning commute. Yeah, we're seriously. fated to pretend. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I'm such what a, a great loser. message. No, I like <laughs> no, Brian. I like that. You know, it was time it. for you to it. say that, and you said it. You didn't hold back, Brian. We're proud of you. I didn't exactly. hold back. I was like, exactly. I'm gonna wait. Right. Don't wait. There's not gonna be a perfect say it moment now. to shoehorn this bad MGMT joke. It's time. <laughs> the time is now. <laughs> the time is now. All right, Yumi. Well, it's time for the second half of our podcast, where we we hit you with some questions that we like to ask all of our guests. Off the top of the dome, there's no thinking here, just just purely by intuition, and there's no perfect moment, as we established. The time is now. So the first thing we want to know about you is, what is something you're loving right now? I am loving New York, just in general, because it's it's a new energy compared to LA, and Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm changing very fast, and I, I like who I'm becoming, so... Yeah. Oh, me so too. You don't, you don't I miss love, hiking. I'm loving New York right now. <laughs> I don't miss hiking. Yeah, you don't miss hiking in LA? You know, I probably went on like three hikes in four or five years. So I <laughs> I don't miss hiking. <laughs> you have to love I yourself love and never promise yourself you'll never go on another hike again. I will <laughs> never hike for my own self-care. <laughs> <laughs> well, conversely, what is something you're hating right now? Something I'm hating right now. I realized that I hate scooting in an Uber, like scooting into a car. I don't know if, if well, that's... Okay. Is that... Like, does like, it have to be like, a deeper answer than that? No, I no, love no, that the, answer because I, I, I also hate it so are much. Wait, I hate scooting. Me too. Same. Oh, as in like when you when you sit down and then you're like scooting or scooting. Yeah, across. like if you're getting in an Uber and you're entering from one side and your friends scoot. like you're the first person and you have to scoot for them. Like, oh. oh my god, I hate I hate it so much. So I'll just go around. Yeah, yeah. I always go around because I'm like I if I scoot, especially if it's hot and sweaty outside. Oh god, don't make me scoot. Don't okay. make me scoot. I'm so glad you brought this up because my ex husband would make would like be like gentlemanly i'm doing air quotes and let me go in yeah. the car first all the time he so would open the door scoot. for me and every single time I, the scooting drove me insane so i would be like just just go in just go like i yeah I, like, got like you go with him about first. it yeah for sure oh, I, yeah. I love it this is the big reveal this is the hack see this is what i love about being scoot. a man and all the benefits that come with it <laughs> <laughs> I do that with my girlfriend. I always let her in first because it's quote unquote no more. And gentlemanly. No. But no the truth more. is, I don't like fucking scooting. 
You're actually burdening her by making her scream. So <laughs> just keep that in mind, Brian. Yeah. It, the the real thing to do, open the door, let her in, go around the other side, risk your life. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Finally, speaking the cold hard facts. No more yep. scooting in 2022. That's the I'm so glad you said that. Love it. Um, I'm getting angry well, thinking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yo, and also, this is all. This is inspiring. We, if we're on the subject of Uber, you know how they have that option on the thing where they're like, if you click this button, if you don't want the Uber person to talk to you, like yeah. If you want a conversation-free Uber ride, I never click that, even though I oh. want to click it all the time because I want to be you don't selfless be rude. and I think it's mean. <laughs> Uh, fuck it i'm gonna click that shit <laughs> click it time, life is too I? short life is too short <laughs> yes stop i'm not your trying suffering. to have small talk all right i already oh sc- I scooted into this uber i'm not down to do small talk you're just living with everyday small talk <laughs> suffering because of asianness what if the driver also didn't want to talk but then he- they saw that you didn't He's click like, the oh. button so it's like oh god we got a talker i got a talker <laughs> in here <laughs> That's so funny. It's like oh another, it, the driver's also Asian. So you're both just Asian people forcing each, yourselves to have a conversation. You're like, how, how is, did you catch the game? Oh my how's, God. That's has amazing. It been, has it been busy tonight? That's literally, you should do comedy around that. Cause that could be so good. God. Well, we're at an exciting inflection point on this podcast because listeners, if you want to hear what Yumi is ashamed of, you're going to have to scoot over to our patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash feeling asian but rest assured it'll be a great experience because you know this is where you get the real shit the the unfiltered uh pay-per-view you name it just go check it out but without further ado yumi what is something you're ashamed of hmm I'm trying to think <laughs> Well, wow, that was, uh, we got real, we got deep. Always. Giving us Very nothing insightful. but the truth, always. Cutting to the chase, <laughs> always. The juicy Well, one. Yumi, thank you uh, for being so open and vulnerable with us on this podcast thus far. But before yeah, we let you go, likewise. we want to, yeah, but before we let you go, we want to ask you this one last question that we like to leave all of our guests with, and that is, what is something that you're proud of? I think I'm proud of my growth. I've grown so much and so fast in the past few years that I'm just excited to age even because, you know, with as time goes on, I just feel more and more grounded in myself and I trust myself more. And I'm just like, I think I'm proud of who I am now. Mm. Mm. (sighs) Growth is very, very um, exciting. And it's like, it's good to hear that you're like really... um proud of that because it's it's not easy like i feel like all the stuff that you said on this episode i feel like people some of the things that like the realizations that you had a lot of people like just never never even get there and you know the fact that you are so young and you're already having all these huge realizations i think you should be super proud of that that's that's like phenomenal i know i'm like lend me your confidence you're so you're so (laughs) at peace and and content i love it (laughs) because I think that um, with growth, the yeah. the the you know the fun or the not fun side effect of growth is it comes with a lot of cringe because that mm. is cringe cringe equals growth. Like to be able to look back and just be like, "Damn, why was yeah. I like that? Why did I do that?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but, but, yeah. Oh god! Yeah. The, that to me, I'm still like. Uh, oh yeah, I, mean, I, I struggle. So. That's that's like the cringe is like oh, it's just full body cringe like. Ugh. but you know i have to learn to accept the cringe because i'm it's just a part of growth like i'm gonna cringe at myself yeah a few years from now and it's just it's a circle of life like it's you're always gonna cringe at yourself at some point yeah totally oh my god i'm so like even last year i'm like oh my god i'm so cringy What's no like last me? week the week you know <laughs> literally every day i'm like oh yeah. i can't believe i did that yeah but I like how Brian said that. Brian, that's a really good point. If you're looking back and cringing, that means that you moved away from the cringe. So that's a good sign. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. That, that's so true. That's very true. Before we finish this episode, I'm going to do some Patreon shout outs. Um, as you know, Patreon is a great way to support our podcast if you like it. What you can do is go to patreon.com slash feeling Asian, and then you get a lot of benefits. Um, a lot of the benefits are just more feeling Asian content. You get a bonus episode every week, um, uh, which covers the question, what are you ashamed of that our guests have to answer every week? And they all agree to do that, which is so amazing. Um, and then you get other stuff like Zoom hangs. This month we're doing a Zoom hang Q&A with my mom. So if you have like a question that you wanted to ask her, you could join right now and um, be a part of that. But at the, the, the minimum donation level, you get a shout out. And I'm going to do that right now. Um, starting with our dear friend, Jessica Yee. And then what we do on the shout outs, we, I haven't done this in a while. Can you tell? Um, and we try to guess this per who this person is using our psychic abilities, which are sometimes amazingly correct, but then mostly very wrong. So Jessica, I always feel like Jessica is like, and I, and I mean this in the nicest way, like, like, um, performative, um, femininity in a very smart way kind of name do you know what i mean i think jessica jessica the jessicas of the world have like a dolly parton vibe where you're smarter than everyone else in the room but just because you wear like pink lipstick people are like we're not gonna take her seriously so that's that's the vibe i'm getting from jessica i feel like you have i feel like you have like a throwback look about you i like ironically like on purpose but it works really well for you like a frosted eyeshadow sort of thing going on um, I, I feel like every Jessica I've met has had that vibe. So let me know if that's accurate. The next person is a one-namer, Juliet. So um, this could be, I guess, if you signed on with the name Juliet, this is probably you. Um, Juliet. I'm working with a first name here. Juliet is such a nice... I, I feel like... You know how, like, a lot of English names have, like, versions? Like, they'll be, like, Christine, Christina... Um, or like Catherine, Kathy, well, I guess that's the same name, but you know what I mean? I think Juliet is like the best version of that kind of name because it's just, it, it feels so classy to me. So I'm going to go with this person's probably like a classy, classical piano kind of person, right? Like a wine connoisseur, like it, she's going to invite you to her house for dinner and it's going to be made really well. That's the vibe I'm getting from Juliet. Um, the next person is Celine Park. I believe this is my buddy, Celine, who is always joining me on, <clears throat> on the Zoom calls that I have for my personal um, Zooms that I do. And if that is you, well, I guess I should pretend that it isn't you so that I can like suss out the vibe. Um, I would say, Celine Park, the vibe I'm getting, I, I'm getting an astrological sign. I'm getting a, a Taurus, a Taurus vibe from Celine Park, um, uh, like somebody that is very much a homebody, but maybe has like a job that maybe doesn't make it seem like you are. So you're out and about all the time, but deep in your soul, you're a homebody. That's the vibe I'm getting. And next we have Krista Lei, L-E-I. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Lee? Krista, Krista. I think Krista is also one of those names like Juliet, which is like the best version of that name. Like it's so much better than Christina or Christine. I think Krista wins them all. Krista to me also has like popular popular kid in high school kind of vibe so that's like what i'm seeing in my head like probably you are a popular person at, at your workplace or school that's what you do and everyone likes you but you're just like so over it you're just so exhausted by your popularity so that's the vibe i get from you and then last today for our patreon shout outs we have ys ha ys ha sounds so serious and professional i just feel like Whenever I see like t a two letter name like that, I feel like this person's really important and they have to like hide their identity. 
like you're like a it's like a pen name vibe you know like it's like a very important like writer and you don't want anyone to know when you make a reservation at Carbone or something so that's the vibe I'm getting from you I think you're like an accomplished somebody somebody so-and-so that you're trying to hide your identity from your adoring fans so that's that's the guess I'm gonna make for you thank you again so much for subscribing to our patreon it means so much to us and thank you for listening and making it this far. Uh, for our listeners out there, where can they find you and your work online? Um, you can find me at Instagram under underscore Yumi underscore new. And then you can find me on Spotify and Apple Music also under Yumi new. Y-U-M-I-N-U. Love it. So your wait, your Instagram is underscore Yumi underscore new? Yes. Who's the who, who is the OG Yumi new? Who's Yumi I underscore new? I don't know. New? Well, if I put it, even if I had it with no spaces or anything, it would like yeah. look like a full like Yuminu or like uh, Yuminu, right. you know, like it would look like one name. So I, I needed some separation anyways, but I yeah. don't know. I never <laughs> looked into that. Yeah. I love uh, listening to interviews with like artists who have like a, a, a detail in there because it's always like. Yeah, it's there's just some a story random why. dude. Yeah, there's like <laughs> yeah. a random dude who's like a podiatrist and they just won't give up the account. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, story of my life. <laughs> Love it. So listeners, you heard, you heard her. Underscore Yumi, underscore new on Instagram. Go check out her music on Spotify and Apple Music. Young Me, where can our listeners find you online? Oh God, YM Mayor or Young Me Mayor on TikTok. How about you, Brian? Uh, you guys can find me online at it's brian park and be sure to follow our podcast online at feeling asian podcasts we're all we're on all the social media platforms cringingly (laughs) 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 but in any case i think that's it thank you again for such a wonderful conversation yumi thank you thank you if you made it this far we'll see you here next week bye everyone Bye. bye thank you bye